Welcome to episode 15 of the Bloatbusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today is April 17th, 2013, and we will be talking about Evil Dead. That is, Evil Dead, not <laughs> The Evil Dead, which I'm sure will come up in... <laughs> Undoubtedly, yes. Alright, so, so, <laughs> so, if you're new to Evil Dead or The Evil Dead, it's about five friends that head to a remote cabin... Original idea, where the discovery of a book of the dead leads them to unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby woods. The evil presence possesses them until only one is left to fight for survival. Thank you, spoilers. (laughs) Yes, Yes, basically, don't go on IMDb ever again, apparently, if you haven't seen the film. And another big spoiler here, it won't be the survivor you think. No. (laughs) But I don't feel like I'm spoiling anything. No, yeah. Yeah. Although most people probably have seen the film as they're listening to this, I think. Alright, well, basic nitty-gritty here. The director is, and I'm going to mess up the first name, Fede, Fede, F-E-D-E. So however you would want to say that. Fede, I don't know. Alvarez, apparently hand-picked by Sam Raimi to do this film. Mm. Budget of $17 million dollars. Which is not that bad, I and mean, they did everything mm. with practical effect. I think they just sort of touched up with CGI. Yeah. They didn't do much. How much else. has it made so far? So far, fifty-three million one hundred nineteen thousand and twenty-one dollars. That's why these movies get made. <laughs> yeah, quick turnaround. Yeah, I was going to say it's been out for how long now? Yeah, <laughs> just what, two weeks or something like that. Something like that. Yeah, and it probably I, made its money back opening weekend. I'm sure. I'm yeah, sure it made I, 17 I, or 20 million. Its I think first it was weekend. about 23, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah. And I'm going to have to defer to you for the cast list, <laughs> sir. <laughs> All right, so we have Jane Levy as Mia, Shiloh Fernandez as David, the, who, the two leads. Yeah, who yes. is you, I was going to or just, just say Ash. Yes. <laughs> Ash. As but Ash. we'll call him Ash. Yeah. And, <laughs> we'll uh, something else. Jessica yeah. Lucas as Olivia. Uh, Lou Taylor Pucci uh, as Eric and Elizabeth Blackmore as Natalie Ash's girlfriend (laughs) Ah, the girlfriend yes (laughs) now Um, I I will say this off the top did you feel at all you probably didn't and I'm just thinking about this weirdly that they actually wanted Elijah Wood as David and they couldn't find Elijah Wood because he was surely way above the play. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't find him. <laughs> I couldn't find him at all. He was still in the Yeah, he was somewhere. I don't know. Just because he's played Frodo doesn't mean he's only three foot tall. No. No, no, He's off hiking, I'm sure. No. Probably... And we're talking to a dog, or I don't know what he's doing. Is that sure yeah. still on? Okay. It, it, it did seem to be like they went for, like, let's find someone that looks like Elijah Wood to play mm-hmm. David. Especially at it's, the beginning. It's like, let's find a bunch of CK models or guest models. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was a yeah, very much I, guess ad. But I have to say, any film now that four or five people in a cabin or anything like that, I want the people from Cabin in the Woods to be those characters, no matter what happens to them. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, I will just point this out. I swear to you that I just discovered this right before starting yeah. the podcast. I did not do any research, but I can play you the audio if you really yeah, need yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, you will attest to it, yeah, yeah, I'm not that good of an actor. Yeah, <laughs> I no, would no. tell Paul if I research this. But if you look at the first letter of each of the characters' names, it is an anagram for demon. 
which I feel awfully proud of discovering <laughs> that. So I'm sure other people have noticed it, oh, yeah. but I feel very <laughs> special <laughs> noticing <laughs> it. So well done, writers. Well done, <laughs> Philippe or Fede yeah, or whatever yeah. your name is. Fadouche. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe even Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell. Because they were producers and everything. I'm yeah. sure they had a hand. Yes, yeah, so I'm sure that was their, you know, they had to do something because... I don't know. I'm sure they didn't want to name the characters again, which I brought set yeah. up to you earlier when before we saw the film that you just yeah. can't do it justice. I guess no. if you would, yeah, you can't have a have new Ash. Ash. Yeah, Especially Bruce Campbell was Bruce... iconic yeah. as Ash, and so yeah, I understand. Well, I'm assuming they... that's why they changed. The well, names I, I, of the can, characters. I can give you another reason as well. I haven't told you this yet. Sam Raimi and his brother are writing Evil Dead 4, which okay. is a sequel to Army of Darkness. So you don't want to mess with the canon <laughs> No, especially since, apparently, there is already a sequel in the works for this film. And, and a seventh film, which is going to merge the two characters together to bring Ash and apparently Mia hmm. together into the same film. Oh, goody, I can't yeah, wait. I know. <laughs> Uh, the the only way that it can work because I know there's been a big thing of some people say oh, so it was probably going to be a, a remake entirely or mm. a reboot or something and it's not that the director himself has said that he sees it as taking place 30 years later than the original mm. and they've come to this cabin which has clearly been bought by the family 20 years ago mm. and the Book of the Dead the Necronomicon which is not called the Necronomicon in this mm. I think but whatever has made its way back to the cabin, and it's just the whole thing has started all over again. Although I will, I will say, do you remember at all in the original film that the demon needed about five souls to come and destroy the world? Is that in the original? I, I do not recall that. No. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't recall that in any of them. Mm-hmm. I just recall it that it's just an evil book of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> that you know, the dead will rise type thing, or demons will come and possess you and that's pretty much the extent of mm. it i guess i guess it would be seen as well just a gateway into the human world rather than follow these steps to stop this one demon from coming yeah. to earth <laughs> <laughs> which possible spoiler i suppose i mean they say it in the film when the guys reading the book oh this is going to happen yeah and then at the end of the film guess what it happens <laughs> Although, See, I find it hard to believe he had never watched a horror movie yeah. where you're not supposed to read the evil book. I know. <laughs> like, it's, oh, I'm, no, nothing yeah. can come of this. I'm just going to say this prayer. You, and... you flick through the first three pages on which say, leave this book alone. Well, first Do of all, it's covered in barbed wire <laughs> and then in a garbage bag or wrapped in black yeah. plastic. It has and... a skin of skin. Yes. <laughs> and blood torn pages and all. Like writing, cut feverishly. yourself on the book immediately. Yeah, and on the page that it tells you not to read the verse, mm-hmm. he scribbles out and then reads. Yes, the, the hubris book. of the man is just incredible. Okay, <laughs> it, yeah. it's almost at this point it's really difficult to suspend your disbelief that this guy is. Yeah, this I know, yeah, I know that's what you have to do to get into the story, but <laughs> yeah. You gotta sell it some better way than that. Like Cabin of the Woods sold it really well, yeah. but they're just playing with stuff in the cellar. Yeah, they, they've all they don't found realize what they've unleashed. You it, know? Well, especially since in Cabin in the Woods, it is just a diary, which mm-hmm. it. it's not a book on which stand. This is how you release a demon. <laughs> yeah. Please do read not this do passage. this. <laughs> Stop what you're doing. Yeah. Oh, 
And then I love that there's like a multiple choice on how to yeah. <laughs> kill the demon. Yeah, there's three like, ways well, to kill the demon. Well, you can do this, but if you're a little squeamish about sawing people's arms off, you can do this. Yeah. <laughs> or you can also do this. Yeah. And, it, and it's, of course, the only question then becomes, well, is this how some of these people are going to die? Mm-hmm. And no. Is the answer there's <laughs> only one actual proper mm-hmm. disposal by one of the methods if you don't count the very beginning, which isn't that group of people? Yeah, because obviously that is by fire, and then in this film, well, David, <laughs> David dies by fire but, with yeah, I, I with Eric yeah, or whatever. I have to bring this up then. Okay, so in the book it says that the demon has to come up and devour or consume whatever mm-hmm. five souls so that the abomination or the whatever they call yeah. it can come to earth mm-hmm. you know blood rain destroy the world that yeah. sort of thing let's count the number of people that are possessed by this demon you have the sister mia uh-huh. you have the girlfriend you have the doctor nurse person who uh-huh. is the friend uh, of the sister yeah, yeah. and then the nerdy guy that reads the book mm-hmm. four right you're not counting David. He doesn't though. get. Possessed. Well, he gets killed though. <laughs> he he is killed, but, but he, he's it's not... only until he is it. I don't think they have to be possessed. Don't they just he, have he to says, require he, he five souls? He said it has souls. to be consumed or devoured. Okay. And I, I well, you don't saying... know what happened in no. the last moments in that cabin. No, so I mean, yeah, unless the demon is super fucking fast. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that was the thing, Jamie. My wife said at one point because I brought this up to her, saying, "Well, actually that." You never see David getting the demon possession at any point. I mean, you see the his old friend standing right there, mm-hmm. and you see him shoot the thing, which causes instant explosion. And then it turns out blood rain, the whole nation coming mm-hmm. onto Earth. And so I said to her, well, David wasn't obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> possessed. And she then said, well, what if it's just that the demon had to be there when he died? See, I just understood it as that five people had to die. Right, yeah, because that, that was the thing. I mean, Through I, acts of the possession. Yeah. Because he was an indirect death of the possession. Yeah, because so. that, that was the thing. I and mean, obviously, the way they were going, it did kind of have to end at the mm-hmm. end. And you hear the guy. My, my problem is that with it, obviously, you, you then say, okay, maybe death will lead to it. But before he shoots the bucket to explode the cabin the possessed other guy says he is coming, which leads you to think that it's already in place that the guy is coming. Uh, uh, to me, anyway. I mean, I, you know, I take things too hard. I'm not going to think too hard on it. That movie does not warrant me thinking too hard I on know. it. But. The, the only other thing that I could think of which might possibly explain it is it doesn't state that it has to be five souls at the same time and that the girl at the very beginning still counts yeah, the I, one that's from you know, I 10 so years don't ago. care. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I so don't care. I am leading too much into this. Argument yes, you are. You care film. way too much about. Yeah, yeah. Now come yeah. on. If this is the one thing that I can get <laughs> up about about this, I film. don't know. Well, yeah. Then you know you got the girl from the ring crawling out of the ground. And yeah. <laughs> didn't was did you not think of that immediately once you crawled out of the yeah. ground? It's all spidery movement and yeah. 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 Well. You could, well, you could also say the exorcist as well. Well, yeah, 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 I guess, if we're going that far, but... Yeah. yeah. If we're going to bring in, you know, better films. <laughs> but yeah, for me, Cabin in the Woods put a capper on the whole genre. 
of the Cabin in the Woods movies. Yeah. Because once you tip your hat to that <laughs> in that way, yeah. it seems kind of ballsy or kind of stupid to go make a traditional Cabin in the Woods movie. Yeah, even if it's... Without a, the twist. You yeah, know? E- even if it's a attempt at rethinking yeah. an old favorite with the blessing That's me, yeah. The you, you've, you've elevated it. You know, with Cabin in the Woods to that twist and to that absurdity and ridiculousness yeah. that played well for me. Didn't play well yeah. for everyone. No, but. yeah. Well, it, it's also that film is pointing out all of the stereotypes. Yeah. So now going into so other films, when yeah. you see those exact stereotypes. Yeah, you have much more educated <laughs> viewers yeah. that maybe weren't familiar but saw that and they're like, okay, this is just... So stereotypical, so cliched. Yeah. But even without, if Cabin in the Woods had not existed, I still don't think I would have been a huge (laughs) fan of this. Just I don't think it was well done, but (laughs) surprise, I know you couldn't tell by my tone. (laughs) But yeah. Well, I don't have much to say on it. (laughs) Well, on that case, I will bring up the thing that you had a word with me about after we saw it, which is the whole idea that this film is very much sort of going for the gore. The, and the then, gross out, the shock. The, and then I added the jump scares. Uh, so yeah, the, yeah. So. if you elicit a reflex, a natural reflex in my body, that does not mean I'm scared. Yeah. That means I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> I, means... I've reached a point where I know how to stop a jump scare, which is if you actually take a slight breath in and hold mm-hmm. it for a second at yep. that dun, you don't yep. get your natural uh, yeah. at it. But I've reached the point now of being a film student that I can predict about 80% of the time exactly when it's going to happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just sort of... Doo, doo, doo. Dun! Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... it's Yeah, that is not... I love how people say, oh, that's scared, or you are scared, you jumped. No. Yeah. That is not frightening, or that is not scary. That, that is a That is my noise. body reflecting, <laughs> or, re, you know, a reflex to... Yeah. A to stimulus. <laughs> yeah, Nothing scary there, you no, know? No, a, a, a balloon popping would have been more frightening. <laughs> would it give me a, a tiny fright? <laughs> Just a little fright. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to say what that is. <laughs> well, if you know, then good, yeah, good you. for you. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. well I, I know that you tend not to like gore. I, period. I mean, it depends on. It's you know like well you know I'm a huge Tarantino fan. And yeah. His films are ultra violent. But those serve a purpose for me. The violence always has a reason. Whether it's exploitation or whether it's supposed to be over the top, like Django, just to show the atrocities, you know? Well, I I would say with most Tarantino films, it's not necessarily gore. Hmm. It's more just amount of blood. You don't always see a yeah lot. it's not you're not seeing someone saw through someone's yeah. arm and all the yeah. viscera and the well, ligaments like, being cut away well, and even the with, bone shattering and even with pulp fiction say with marvin's head mm-hmm. being blown off <laughs> you don't see uh, you don't good. see the body at all <gasps> after that yeah. and you i mean you see little mm-hmm. pieces of stuff that, that they're picking up yeah but you don't see the gross out mm-hmm. dead body. You just see, oh, mm-hmm. oh, like red everywhere. They've got to clean yeah. the car now. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's Wait. not it's the gore mm-hmm. in as much as the sawing off of an arm. Yeah. Well, Kill Bill was definitely <clears throat> the gory. I yeah, think a little gore. more with Lucy Liu's head sliding off. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Things like that. But you can play that up for comedy. That, I'm that's sure. the revenge. <laughs> you know, that's the revenge story there. But yeah. Yeah, it's just 
gore or shock for shock's sake. Like, seriously, yeah. did we need the Olivia character urinating on herself? Like, probably not. No. Yeah, like really, <laughs> like what is okay? Uh, it's yeah. just shock and it was stupid. And yeah, I <laughs> and then the girlfriend cutting her arm off and oh. We're not gonna cut away. We're yeah. not. Oh, you want us to cut away, but we're not gonna cut away. <laughs> Just, and yeah. with the, the electric knife, and I'm sorry, electric knife is not gonna go through bone. Nah. But <laughs> not like it's butter. Nah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Well, <laughs> and I would also say the that point where she has been bit on the hand, and then you see that the mm-hmm. progression, which is why she cuts her arm off. Mm-hmm. The progression of the arm. I was sitting there seeing her cut her arm off. And thinking, does no one else remember the other thing that happened, which is she was kissed by the demonically possessed person. Oh, yeah. With injecting the blood from the slit tongue into her. So she's possessed anyway. Why is she even bothering cutting the arm She was a dumb blonde. She didn't remember. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea. Especially maybe if they'd have done her doing that before you see that Olivia was possessed. Then there would have been more of a, like, so, oh, is she safe now? Yeah. But you just watched Olivia be possessed, and then you see this happen. It's like, I know you're cutting your arm off so that you can be safe and everything, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) We've seen that it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So this whole five-minute scene is now pointless. (laughs) Much like the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) For setting me up. I, I will say that I did like... A couple of the characters in the film. Mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily <laughs> like what they were trying to do with that law and everything. And mm-hmm. you know, you've heard a couple of my <laughs> criticisms of the film. And but I, I did like the mere character, the the whole reason for them being at the cabin. But, yeah, that was an interesting yeah take the detox thing. Yeah, but... more more along the lines of something you would see now. Yeah, friends yeah. trying to get a plausible reason. Out. Yeah, because why else mm. would young people want to not be without their iPhones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> other than to detox a druggie? Yeah, that's the thing. You, you've got the cabin in the woods, and any other film would have been, oh, there's no reception. <laughs> like, this yeah. one is very specifically, no, we're cutting ourselves off. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Good try, <laughs> but yes. not good enough. But <laughs> close. But I was, no yeah, I did want to bring up. I know this is a film podcast, but since it is related to the Evil Dead, I did get a chance to see with a friend of mine a couple years ago, Evil Dead the musical. Yeah, you lucky which, bastard. <laughs> which I know you're not a musical fan, but you would have loved yeah. this. The, the songs were perfect. It was a great, funny homage to. The Bruce Campbell, Ash, and yeah. Shelley, and all those, and there was blood splattering, you know, just this red dyed chocolate sauce kind of flying all over the place. They handed yeah. you ponchos out, you know, because we were sitting in like the first row, and you, yeah, our shirts did get covered. Yeah, <laughs> and the, the, the it rate. was fun. I mean, it was hilarious. The songs were hilarious. I mean, like one of the songs was, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah, just, and that was the chorus. "What the fuck was that?" You know, just uh, looking at a noise or yeah. looking towards a noise and. Yeah. <laughs> Look who's evil now. That was uh, not one of my favorite songs, but it was really enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, just I can see. gory, gory, gory. Just, you know, just to see the, the theater tricks goal. of the, yeah. you know, the blood flying. And it was definitely well done and yeah. well worth it. And <laughs> I would go see that a hundred times over <laughs> before going to see 
Evil Dead. Yeah, again. I, well, I would go and see it the once. I want the, to see yeah. the damn thing. Yeah, but it, very well done. So I did want to bring that up. Yeah. So you can <laughs> use yeah. this material for good. <laughs> yes, you, you can pay homage to it in a way that is actually mm-hmm. just taking it, yeah. adapting it slightly, mm-hmm. and then going yeah. with it. It's mm-hmm. not a rethinking of, okay, yeah. well, what would happen next? Yeah, it, it was <laughs> closer to Monty Python's Evil Dead. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> oh, which that would have been what great. You, <laughs> what you have to do, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, why does it need to be remade if you're just going to do the same thing? Yeah. So you need to bring something new, whether that's humor or whether, you know, or a it, different spin on it. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. It was supposed to be a, a reimagining, not a remaking, mm-hmm. but with the exception of the very end, mm-hmm. there's no real difference, yeah. really. I mean, it's yeah, the... Updated effects the heroine lives instead of the hero yeah and updated effects and gore mm-hmm. value just yeah. i guess to make sure that the audience is still mm-hmm. shocked yeah given what's out now and then the, the bit and, of foreshadowing with she died from the overdose before yeah she, with, <laughs> and had to be shocked back in the life yeah <laughs> i did like in the well i say like in the film where like, he's putting all that stuff together mm-hmm and then it's gone because he's gone somewhere else and then it's almost like he was going to do one thing he then changed his mind and then went back to try and do another thing <laughs> and then something happened and then he goes back to plan B <laughs> I don't know bit indecisive yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah originally I was going to give this film a minus four just because basing it on production wise I can't mm-hmm. see anything wrong with it I love the fact that they did do all of their own effects mm-hmm. everything's in camera with the exception I'm guessing maybe taking out of the edge of a prosthetic you might have seen mm-hmm. or something like that the, um, uh, the rape tree I'm sure that was yeah. little effects there which you know well th- I, I, I remember when I was watching that scene in my head I was thinking right okay they said there's no CG so I'm oh, looking really? for it and if you actually it watch like it it seemed like there was some when the, it was wrapping around well the, the thing that you see when it's going along yeah if you're I was looking right at the edge of frame and you mm. never see the end the front end of it you just see like it's just gone and mm. then everything's going so it's very plausible that what probably happened is there's someone with a length of wire just pulling very quickly filming a response. I'm sure <laughs> maybe they added some slime to it or something. They just treated it up a little bit, but yeah. I think I'll knock it down to maybe a minus six, just because, and I'm, I'm sure we're about to go into it of how much I like the original Evil Dead and how much this doesn't quite even. It's not even. Well, it just doesn't measure it up was unnecessary. to the original law. Yeah, there's no, there, there wasn't really a reason for this. Obviously, if this film exists only so they can mm-hmm. kickstart Sam Raimi Evil Dead again, and they are able to say to that, then okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm okay <laughs> with this film being here. But if it just gets to the point where I know there's going to be a lot of hype and the new Sam Raimi Evil Dead, if that falls flat, then it's going to be like, okay, this just kind of kickstarted all this, and we didn't yeah. need it. We were fine with the original three. Yeah, which, yeah, I want to get into that a little later with other <laughs> other <right>. films. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to think give it a rating. It would probably be somewhere along you. But in honor right. of uh, Mr. Ebert, I'm just giving it a thumbs down. All right. <laughs> One, it, well, well, two thumbs down if, I, if I'm allowed to give, but, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> All digits down. But <laughs> completely unnecessary to remake. Um, yeah. I'm not saying the Bruce Campbell version is immaculate. No. But right, but it, it's one of those that stands the test of time. Or, you yeah. know, it, it's definitely has that kitschy appeal or... Well, it's got know, the nostalgia at least. Yeah, it's and then... definitely sentimental value for me and nostalgia. And I I'm, I can maybe understand if like new fans go and watch that 83 version. Yeah, what's and... the big deal? Because uh, you've been desensitized to so much. Yeah. Or from similar, well, many other movies. You'd like to think with the comedy in it, that's mm-hmm. what this film was missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no real comedy in it. No. I think at the beginning there were... Trying to do a couple of lines that were, that were almost macabre, mm. as it were. Yeah. But, yeah, there was none of the slightly camp comedy that yeah. defined the original film. Yeah. So, I granted, you might want to make it an all-horror film, but I defy you to find one single horror film out there that doesn't have the smallest amount of comedy in it. In a, well, maybe in a comedy to Yeah, you need the <laughs> comedy to kind of blindside you to the horror aspect. You need to get... The audience's guard down. Yeah. <laughs> by right. laughing and then and there was something no, horrible happens. It was depressing the beginning of the film because you've got the brother that was never there yeah. when the mother was dying. You've got the sister who's addicted to the stuff and is trying to get off it. Mm-hmm. You then have her being raped and no one believing it. Yeah. You then have the <laughs> demonic possession and everyone trying to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then you have everyone dying left and right. And there's yeah. no comedy... There's not even a line a in there that lets you yeah. And yeah, I mean, I understand that maybe they were just trying like, to go full out. Like Eric, it. like the so. the guy that started everything, the reading the book, Eric or where who cares what his name was, yeah. uh, <laughs> said it's like, have you noticed things just keep getting worse? And that's how I felt about the film. <laughs> things just keep getting worse. <laughs> yeah, that that was I, that was probably the funniest line in the film. It's like no, things, it's like, we're I, not fine. <laughs> yeah, we're not fine. Things are getting worse. And About every and you second, think, yeah. Given how we just said that, you think, oh, that could be a funny line. Not the way he gave it. No, no. It's like no, things are getting worse. Things are getting they worse. keep getting worse every time we yeah. do something. And have you noticed the president has been shot? (laughs) (laughs) Not the president. (laughs) See, Uh, they keep getting worse. (laughs) I love that we have a running joke now. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I'm... I don't think this movie deserves any more discussion. Uh, no, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I'm sure everyone else is good. Uh. All right. Well, I guess we should talk a little bit about the original Evil Dead. Then we a we, we, minutes, ca- we can't go too far into it because that's a podcast in and of itself. I'm sure if we were going to do that, yeah, because yeah, maybe some classic horror film yeah. podcast or something. But yeah, so you've got the original Evil Dead, which the premise with the exception of the getting over the drug mm-hmm. addiction, is the same as yeah. the other film. It's some kids and that go to be pointed to out, it wasn't entirely a cliche at the time. No, for the yeah. Cabin in the Woods. At the time, type. it was just, oh, these people are on their break. Mm-hmm. That was the cliche. Young kids it's on They the were break. on holiday, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. the fact that they were in a cabin in the yeah. woods. And then one of them, and they didn't even read the book. They find a tape of... The recording, um, yeah, yeah. The guy that did read the book. And they play him they, reading, yeah. The, which reading I the think is a fantastic way to go about it. yeah. Because then it's, if you think about it, that makes it even more tragic because it, it was it's not their fault. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like one of them was stupid enough to find mm-hmm. a book with the word don't read this and yeah. read it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just, oh, listen to this. And then... 
crazy stuff goes down. <laughs> and yeah, you've got Bruce Campbell, who is Ash, and based on these films, he has a career even now. Yes, <laughs> doing the the circuit of normally cameos and stuff, which gets a lot of mm-hmm. people going. Uh, he had his own. I don't know how involved he was in it, but there was My Name is Bruce. And the idea was that he played, quote-unquote, himself. And people kept coming to him thinking he's Ash. <laughs> trying to get him to deal with all of the stuff that's going on. Yeah. And that wouldn't have existed and he wouldn't have a career if it wasn't for the fact that he was friends, sort of, with Sam Raimi at the time. And he was available for shooting. Yeah. <laughs> cheap <laughs> yeah well he was apparently just working a part-time job and he was kind of homeless at the time but he had the option of just going home like his family said they would support him until he found a job but he just said no i'm willing to do this so yeah someone like that became the ash that we know and love now through the three films and hopefully the ash we will know and love in the next film when they mm. make that one and a lot of the fun from the films actually came from the as i said the camp comedy in it and also the fact that they're just willing to do pretty much anything with it and because it was sam raimi writing and bruce campbell Mm -hmm. doing ash it was fine i mean the beginning of evil dead 2 is a retelling of the entirety of evil dead 1 and it just cuts down to just him and his girlfriend yeah it's been years and years and years since i've seen two and i will say i heard that this Evil Dead, like the the remake, whatever, of Evil mm-hmm. Dead, had a very good sense of where it came from, paid homage to the original mm-hmm. films, and I think there was one thing it had in common, which is the cutting off of a limb slash hand. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and of course, the book. The book, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. You, I, you pointed out to me the homage of her sitting on Ash's car. Yes, of course. Yeah. See, the very beginning, it is Ash's car, which, as I as I then said, they're looking to make a film combining them, the mm. fact that this is supposed to be later. And then I was talking to my wife again. There, we were so waiting, and there were two perfect moments for it, for the word boomstick to be uttered. <laughs> Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they were cutting off the arm, when they were in the shed, even if they were in the shed, nowhere near where they were cutting off the hand, if that book, A Farewell to Arms, battered and just on top of a mm-hmm. bucket, yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, the only real homage, I guess, is the fact that she ends up shoving the chainsaw onto her stump at one point because it's just not going. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't a, I'm going to stick this on here and use it. It's a, oh, it's not going. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of the iconic things that we were thinking, oh, they might pay a Mars to it. Uh, the, the, no, no. <laughs> yeah, big, big waste. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, and we were talking a little bit before as well. Just we can't think of a single remake slash reimagining reboot of a classic horror film yeah, series this, that I mean, has gone anywhere or so, done yeah. well. For someone, I think I've had this discussion with you before. I'm not a huge horror genre fan. Yeah, and I mean, it's I just am. because, <laughs> just because I, th- when it's a great movie, I don't care what the genre is. It's a great movie, and yeah. there, for me, that seems to be a little more infrequent in the horror genre for me. That yeah. a, a movie is great, and now that 
mostly now different people define that different ways. Did you have? Did you laugh a lot, or was it yeah. you know silly? And but for me, a horror film, I want it to be emotional. I want it to be frightening, and yeah. you know something like The Sixth Sense. I thought was a great horror film, and yeah. for me, you know, it just had a beautiful story to it. And there yeah. were moments that legitimately like made my skin crawl in that. Yeah, which is a thing. But, you don't necessarily think of The Sixth Sense as mm-hmm. being a horror film. But if you do think about it, there are some genuine horrific parts to it, yeah. which is a good way of going about it, making mm-hmm. it more of a psychological horror thing, which yeah. I'm always a fan of the more intellectual mm-hmm. horror stuff. Exactly. So. And, and then on the other side is... Like, like kind of what you were talking about the the films of the seventies, the horror films, which I can appreciate those on a different level, is that yeah. they're just pure fun. Yeah, they're okay. I don't care how ridiculous it is. Yeah, you would never survive that explosion or whatever <laughs> the case may be. You're being stabbed fifty times. Oh, he lived. He's still yeah. the killer's still alive or whatever it is. Yeah, but it's just, they're just pure fun, and I know why the the studios do it. Like you said, this is already made what fifty some million. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's it, it's a quick tripled. turnaround. It's they're cheap to make, yeah. and people are going to go see it because oh, they've heard of the original or their parents told them about the original, and yeah, yeah it's you know yeah sure horror and <laughs> they're good for dates and all that crap. But you know you had I just wanted to mention some Halloween, Hills Have Eyes, The Omen, Psycho, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm all fans of their, or I'm a fan of all the originals of those. Yeah. <laughs> and zero of the remakes. <laughs> I, I, I can also actually put in there the Friday the 13th as well. They, mm. they oh, yeah. did that with one and it, was, it wasn't terrible, but yeah. I'm sure many fans of the original will say it didn't stack up just because mm-hmm. of the now cult-like following of that and you just mm-hmm. can't really touch those anymore. Yeah. It is a problem. Everyone's even going back to oh, sorry, the the Shining, where they did that Brian Weber TV one. (laughs) Like, why, 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 why? Yeah, you're seriously going to take on the Shining? Like, (laughs) here's Johnny, and there's a reason why. Whenever all of these comedy shows and stuff do the like, you know, it's the Shining two. There's a reason Mm. why that's a laugh. It's because no one would be stupid enough <laughs> to, to do to, it, and to, then people to do remake it. remake something that has been done as good as you can do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Freddy, is horrific and funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, the further it goes on, the more it relies on the fact that he finds everything funny in this mm-hmm. killing of all these people. And then the reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it, of Nightmare on Elm Street, he's just a cold-blooded killer from the grave, and that's not what Mm -hmm. he was, which means it's a complete reimagining of it, which would get rid of most of your original core audience, even though I'm sure there will be people that say, oh, I like this one because it's better graphics. It's Mm -hmm. more in the style of what we're used to now. So they'll have the new audiences, but it'll always have the problem of you just can't measure up to the original so you'll have less of an audience i feel now yeah me too and it's yeah i think the worst of those was psycho i <laughs> i so regret i my instincts i usually listen to them and say i'm not gonna watch this and I thought, oh, i'll watch it i saw and it was I saw the remake of Psycho before I saw the original Psycho. More of a waste of time than Evil Dead. I will tell you why for that as well. I was at a friend's house. I think I was 12, 13. Mm -hmm. 
and we did a double bill because I was staying there till late and we had a lot of time so we were in his room and on the TV we had two films that were rented from Blockbuster Video so you know that's an old sentence yeah (laughs) (laughs) What's the uh, what's the John Mulaney? Like, I was on the phone to block the video, and that's an old sentence. And yeah. we watched, I think it's just called Dolls, or something, uh. which is basically about three people, uh, mother, father, and daughter, that stay the night in this old house because their car gets stuck. And it's filled with living ventriloquist dolls that come and try and kill them. Lots of junkies, and, okay. And at the, at the very end, you know, of course, the mother and father, who are technically horrible to the kid, mm. they die and they get fine, blah, blah, blah. And then at the very end, you see, oh, there's another car stuck in the mud outside the house. Yeah. So there's that. And then he had the remake of Psycho. At the time, I didn't know it was a remake. It mm-hmm. was just Psycho. Yeah. So we watched that, and I'm going through it, and I'm like, okay. You know, I don't know about it at the time. It's like, mm-hmm. not a bad film. I, I get it. And then I see the original Psycho, and I go, what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> <laughs> they could have just, I don't know how much, if it would have been cheaper or not, to just put Vince Vaughn's face on Norman, superimpose it on. Hmm. Uh, or just redub. Because Even cheaper, redub it. If you haven't, do not waste your time. It is a shot for shot. Remake with the addition of I think sure. a one minute thirty second scene, if that <laughs> something uh, yeah. stupid. And yeah, by the way, it should be against the law to remake Hitchcock. I just <laughs> I, I I think Congress needs to stop messing with the steroids and baseball and all that crap and pass a law. You do yeah. not remake Hitchcock. I don't want to see Birds again. I don't want to see North by Northwest remade. Yeah, you know, any of that. So it should be you're not allowed to remake. Anything from either very established directors or very established s- series of films, you can only take things from it or pay homage to it. <laughs> yeah. That's all you're allowed to do. Give us something original. God, I know it's easy to make money with sequels and remakes, but God. I think it was two years ago, the top ten films of the year, there was one non-sequel in the entire yeah. list. It was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It's, it's easy money. And then, of course, you've got some films which people say is original, and then you realize, oh, it's actually this story yeah. done in a different setting. <laughs> yeah, Avatar, what an original screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my housemate rid me about that one because I really liked Avatar, but I hated Dancing with Wolves. And I fully admit, it's the visual aspect of it. I well, know that, it's that the same story. That story says all its time. The, yeah. the outsider taken in by a culture he doesn't under, understand. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I, I mean, come to course, love this culture more than my own. Of course, they are using Dancing with Wolves as the example, specifically because I hated Dancing with Wolves. And they're like, John oh, Smith and Pocahontas. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, all the way same back. story. Yeah. And, I, and I will yeah. always say, I don't care. For this film, I don't care. <laughs> Any yeah. other film, yes, but not this one. I guess what we're saying is educate yourselves. Yeah. Know what you're <laughs> know what you're seeing. You're still allowed to enjoy it, but know what yeah. you're seeing. Or even not enjoy it, but because of this, you can discuss it. You can talk yeah. about how this might have been a better film or how mm-hmm. this shouldn't have been made. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of fun from cinema comes with discussing it with other people and getting exactly getting all, all of the aspects of that out, which is what we're doing here. Yeah, why do you like the story? <laughs> what was it, you know, even if it is the same yeah. old thing. And then, of course, there's nothing better than a, a group of your friends sitting around watching a shit film. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite comedians called Brendan Burns, he has a whole bit 
at the end of one of his act where he talks about the fact that his favorite shit film of all time is Crocodile Dundee 3. And he says when he and his friends sat down to watch that, they had a competition to think of what could be the most just terrible ending that they could do to this film. And one of his friends came up with, it would involve the two main characters decked out in black face paint standing in front of the Hollywood sign just going, that's Hollywood! <laughs> and as he says, guess what? The ending is close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it's almost one of those things of now, I want newer horror films to either be a new thing where they actually spend some time on it, mm-hmm. they come up with either a good storytelling method or a good villain. Yeah. One of those two normally saves it. Or if it turns into so bad it's good and a lot of these films you would have included just kind of fall in the middle and need, and then I'm just not satisfied Un, yeah I'm enthusiastic <laughs> and yeah I'm also sick of the found footage yeah scary, scary movies Blair Witch was the first and only that needed to be like that and, <laughs> and that, it, it has its fans and it doesn't but that's a, well that's another problem I mean you've got the found footage which is Blair Witch Project and the entire thing about that was the fact that it was early enough that there was less likelihood of you figuring out that it wasn't found footage mm-hmm. until you'd been to see it. Yeah. Whereas now they make found footage like Paranormal Activity. Exactly, and they've made like they're going to make seven more of those. You know yes. it. And the fourth kind, I believe it's called the yeah, induction yeah, one, uh-huh. which my brother, <laughs> my brother said. That he thinks that it can't be faked because, and this was his logic, you cannot fake police camera footage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it wasn't necessarily because he thought aliens existed or not. It was the fact that towards the end of the film, there is a shot from the dash cam of a Mm. police car, and Mm. you can't fake that. You can never fake that. <laughs> All right. There you have it, folks. I, I'm not going to go any further, man. I don't, uh, think, I don't think you need to. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I just... Yeah, for the horror genre, it's just hard to please. I am hard to please, at least. I'll yeah. admit it. I do enjoy watching horror films. I like seeing gore done well. I mm. like seeing things that can change my perception of it. And I want to I want to see a film that scares me. So far, I haven't had that. But it's because I'm able to figure out, oh, that person's going to probably be behind that door. Mm-hmm. Or something's going to happen. The worst one of which was, of course, I think I mentioned it before on the podcast, the remake of Halloween, where half of the shot of one point was taken up with just the car window. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you realise at some point in this conversation they're having, the killer is going to burst through the window... I say you realise this, I was the only one in the theatre that realised this. So <laughs> yeah. there was a massive, ah, from the theatre, and I I did look round, going, no, surely <laughs> someone else knew this was going to happen. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, we, we should probably get off the horror. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think we can, yeah. We can, probably, we can probably class this as the Evil Dead slash horror film. Yeah, unless a really good one comes out <laughs> Slash what not to do if you're making a horror film. <laughs> yeah. This is the Evil Dead slash Just Watch Cabin in the Woods. 
be a good oh, writer God. or find a good writer is what you need to do to make a horror film. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so we'll move on to our Netflix recommendations and mm-hmm. I will get you to go first. Alright, I am going to talk about a film that I've seen a while back, but I just, I think it's been a while since we've recorded it anyway. But um, yeah. it's, I guess you'd call it indie, even though it has a couple stars in there. It's called Butter. And uh, I'll just read you the IMDb synopsis just because it's easy. In small town (laughs) Iowa, an adopted girl discovers her talent for butter carving and finds herself pitted against an ambitious local woman in their town's annual contest. It's uh, got Jennifer Garner in there as the very ambitious, wants her husband to do big things and very controlling, very demanding, very (laughs) kind of, I need nice things and you will take care of me and you're going to, you know, kind of thing. And uh, Ty Burrell, who I'm not super familiar with, but is great as her husband. Right. Then you have the very young Yari Shahidi. She plays Destiny, the young girl in it. She's absolutely incredible. Her story is amazing and um, she's the adopted daughter and one of her parents is rob cordry who's just absolutely <laughs> hilarious and sweet and touching in this and she finds this thing that she's really good at butter carving and it's right. kind of a ridiculous premise <laughs> you know like oh butter, you know because it's the hicks and it's you know this young black girl is really into butter carving yeah and it's just a, such a well done mo- movie you have olivia wilde as the stripper who the main guy has sleeps with and This leads into all this trouble. You have Hugh Jackman in there as this car salesman. It's just people are popping up all over the place. (laughs) And it's just this, you actually build tension for this butter carving contest between this really bitchy Jennifer Garner and this young adopted kid. And it's, just watch it. It's it's definitely a gem. I don't want to say too much more about it. Just check it out. It's uh, it's a good time. Well, my particular pick this week is Killing Bono, which is a film from, I believe, it's from the UK, but it's a film about these people from Ireland who grew up in the same town and went to school with and were friends with you 2 And the idea is that the two main characters, or people, it's a biopic of sorts, you know, it's one of those dramatizations, but the people that were actually doing it were a part of it. It's based on the book of the people that this film is about. So, and it's Neil McCormick and Ivan McCormick. And Ivan McCormick is offered the option of being in U2, or I should say his brother is told by the person that will then become Bono that they want Ivan in the band and of course his brother who is starting his own band Mm. says no Mm. and that starts his long line of bad decision making because shortly afterwards of course i think after their very first gig the people from u2 decide i want to be called bono i want to be called the edge we're going to call ourselves u2 Several months later, oh, they've been picked up. They have a record album. Mm. While these people are struggling, they end up getting all of the money that they have in the world, including some money from a mobster, which, again, the older brother does it and doesn't tell anyone else. And they go to London, and they try and get famous. All the while, Bono from U2 is being super nice to the older brother and offering to give them a slot on their record label to let them play with them at Hyde Park, which is a gigantic chance. Mm. And, of course, he's just saying, no, we'll do it on our own. No, we'll do it on our own. And 
it's a fantastic film about these two people that were so close to you two and it's almost like a cosmic joke as they say at one point in the film of the fact that you two have just saw and taken off and these guys who are pretty much you two just nothing you two they, too. Are, <laughs> they are just left in the dust and the very beginning of it you see the older brother the one that's made all the bad decisions, you see him saying that he has decided to kill Bono because it's the only way now to get famous quickly. And then it cuts back to them at school. You see them in the band, and then it goes through their life. So it's another one of those films of you see sort of the end at the beginning, and then you see the lead up to it. But I will say that is not the end. It, it's about three people aren't going to see the film if you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it is it's not the memento it is you see up to about three quarters mm-hmm. and then there's some more on the end and they don't say exactly how much of it is real truth and how much of it is embellished for the film making but it is one of the best films i've seen out of the musician genre i should say you know you get to hear some of the songs that that band actually did perform and they're not bad Mm. that's that's the big tragedy of it that that band was good they were just always compared to you too and it's got a couple of people in it one of them i believe his name is robert sheehan i'm probably saying that wrong and he is actually quite not famous but he's quite well known in britain for being part of a show called misfits which i am shocked there hasn't been an american telling of it it's the, uh, what's the word, uh, delinquents? I mean, they're, they're people who have done something illegal. They haven't gone to prison, but they had to do community service. Like, there is a word for it in the UK, but I can't remember okay. what it is. And then, all of a sudden, they get superpowers. And it's them misusing their powers. And, so, and it, it was a really good show. And then, you know, it kind of went off the rails, as most shows do. And he went pretty much from that into Killing Bono, which did a big release, but I don't think it had a big release over here. But it's on Netflix now, so, okay. so everyone can see it. Well, so I, I think that'll I don't know, about wrap it up for us. Yeah, <laughs> Thankfully. So, I know yeah. I went a little long. There, but... <laughs> That's a recommendation, <laughs> yes. not a review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't review it, I was just saying yeah. it's good. <laughs> Alright, so until right. next time yeah. well, I've been Paul and I've been Brian and join, join us. us join, join us. us join us <laughs> join, join us, us.